The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. You mentioned working from home uh, and. Uh, the fact that so many people around the country are, are doing it according to the census. Uh, Caroline Reedy is a human resource expert from the HR suite and she is uh, with me uh, now. Caroline, um, I mean, this looks like it is something that is going nowhere. Are we still, though, in that muddling through phase to a degree, despite the fact that legislation exists? I think we've moved a long way through that phase, to be honest. And remember, the legislation is only, it has yet to be enacted. So I think we've bypassed the legislation, to be honest. I think um, we're responding to the fact that employees have proven that they can be as productive working from home. There might be some anomalies to that, like new people in terms of, you know, that settling in phase. Um, But ultimately, overall, I think we've proven that if we put good mechanisms in place, we train our managers to manage people and communicate lots for people working from home, we can ensure they have a good work-life balance and they have a good cultural experience and good, you know, work-life experience as well. But I definitely think we've realised that due to the fact that this is here to stay, it's the future of work, we need to invest in making sure we've good practical ways Mm. of supporting employees and supporting managers. What are the kinks that still need to be ironed out? I think we still have some managers of the view that if people aren't actually visible and present, then they're not working to full productivity. But I think that's an anomaly that managers are starting to, you know, catch up with the trend that, you know, we've such efficient ways of working now that it's all about making sure the productivity is right rather than, you know, getting blood out of a stone. So it's it's much more um, trying to make sure people are productive, give them good tools, give them goals give them autonomy to get the work done rather than to be micromanaging them but that's a shift for some managers Mm. and it's the manager's performance I suppose that's been challenged rather than the employees and I think the second area is very much those new employees for them to really kind of get the culture of the organization and for them to feel that your organization is different to another organization they might be working remotely for those engagements that well-being that you know, additional initiatives to make them feel part of the team. We're we're overcoming and ultimately there's lots of measures we can do to do that. But I think that takes a kind of strategic view of the organisation to say hybrid's here to stay, our remote is here to stay in our organisation. How do we maximise its potential for both the employee so we attract and retain them and for the organisation so we maximise productivity. Uh, Neil McDonnell is with us as well, the Chief Executive of ISME, representing small and medium enterprises. Neil, I understand you're working from home today, is that right? I am indeed, I am indeed, Kieran. So you're, you're embracing the new reality yeah, and uh, it's something that has worked um, very well for a lot for a lot of our staff. Um, so it it absolutely is, as, as Caroline says, this is the new reality for a lot of businesses. But I would hasten to add that you know one size does not fit all. Um, working from home is inherently uh, deliverable in certain areas, and and actually the census figures bear this out in sales, science, engineering. Uh, 
um, tech in general, uh, if I, I don't want to generalize, but more sort of metric measurable um, employments. And obviously, it's not really a runner at all in, in the services business. You know, if you're delivering a, a service at the point of the customer, you can't do that. Mm. Um, so it, it, we are, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say we're in the early days of it yet quite. We we have moved quite a way through. But um, uh, Caroline referred to the, the pending legislation in this. But what we see is that working from home is already solidifying itself in law in terms of employment contracts because it's it's probably up there now with remuneration as as one of the key clauses in the employment contract. Yeah, I so yeah, that 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 that's interesting that that is happening and it's getting squared away when people are being hired. Though for people who are already in situ, the legislation is is what will apply and what will matter to them. I mean, are you happy with how that regi- that legislation has taken shape? Um, I I think. There was a zeitgeist element to it when it was brought in, and it's a right to request work from home, of course, albeit that the reasons for refusal have had, um, you know, have been uh, um, significantly clarified since it was a bill initially. But don't forget, Karen. Um, you know, again, this is a place, this is an issue where the marketplace moves a lot faster than government and um, employees who aren't satisfied that they can work from home have voted with their feet. Um, and so, you know, employees are finding um, their their level in the marketplace by choosing employers that are willing to work flexibly. And don't forget, Karen. again, when I say one size fits all, it, that equally applies to employees. There are an awful lot of um, people who do not want to work from home, either because their domestic circumstances are not amenable to working from yeah. home or because they miss the social element. And the, whether people want to admit it or not, but there really is a very significant social element to work, especially for young people. Neil McDonald, the chief executive of ISME and Caroline Reedy, human resource expert from the HR suite. Thank you both very much. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.